Hi, my name is Jenny June Kishba, and I'm a nurse on a mission to help prepare first-time expectant moms for the fourth trimester. Grab your cup of coffee and listen into stories shared by moms like you about their own postpartum experience on Instagram Live each week with just the right balance of encouragement and truth. This week, we are back with another episode of Postpartum Coffee Day, and I interviewed Kelsey from Live Mom Strong. She shared all about her adventures of having two under two. I was in the same boat as Kelsey um, a few years back. Now my girls are six and eight. Um, But she just opened up and was honest about struggles that she had with postpartum rage and how social media left her feeling isolated. So how she has now created this community to help support moms. I think you're really going to enjoy her episode. So I met Kelsey. I um, am about to be 31. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. So I have two kiddos now. Um, I did have one in 2021, so we got pregnant during like COVID. So that was the first. That's probably what you're thinking of. And then I do have a second now. Um, so prior to being a mom, full-time now, stay-at-home mom, I actually owned a gym here locally in Grand Rapids. So I was doing personal training, small group fitness classes, and um, everything kind of got shut down, so my business shut down, and then I kind of switched over to just being being a mom because I found out I was pregnant that same year, and haven't really like looked back. That's kind of where I'm at now. Um, when I was pregnant with my first, I started this brand, Mom Strong, just because I, I I was listening to a couple other moms that you had already on here talking about just like the isolation of like a pandemic pregnancy and all of the things so I was feeling that too so I started really this account and this brand just to like connect with other moms because I was feeling super alone and isolated and then really kind of kicked off about four months postpartum with my first when I was like really feeling like postpartum anxiety depression Mm -hmm. just anger rage and I started just sharing my story on here of what I was going through my struggles the ups the downs and was able to connect with you, I think, during that time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of actually other moms, either locally or like across like the world, really, that were going through like the same things. And I had no idea that I wasn't alone in what I was going through and feeling. So my first now, she will be two in July. Aww. And then my second now is six months old. So they are about 17 months apart. Yeah, so you have joined the two under two club. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We are thriving, surviving, depends on the day. Yes, I get that. My girls aren't quite, they're 21 months, so also close, but not quite as close as yours. So I might have to, you know, have you share about your tips and tricks about that because I know I have some, I, that's a common question I get from people is like, okay, I did my first postpartum, but what's the second time going to be like? And how do I do that with two? So maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. But I would love to know what you feel like has been the most challenging part of your postpartum experiences. Um, I think a lot of it is, uh, honestly, a lot has been like just social media and a lot of just people, and I understand, you know, showing a highlight reel of motherhood and I felt like I like kind of went into it blind, not knowing like what to expect and just feeling like really alone when I was like feeling in a really dark place or when I was struggling with um, anger and rage or I, I was not blessed with kids that sleep very well. So I've been struggling with that too. And, you know, just seeing 
things on social media or other moms just say, oh, yeah, my baby, you know, slept, you know, the day they came out or, um, you know, not, like, showing the real behind the scenes. And so I, like, have just felt really alone in that. And me being able to share my own experiences, like, opened my eyes that maybe people aren't talking about it, but it's actually happening. Like, the mm-hmm. same things are happening to them that's happening to me. Yes, I think that's so true because I think people are afraid to talk about it because if all we see is social media and everyone doing well and then it's like, okay, so am I the only one failing? And then I do think, I think it's getting better. I'm not, I'm not saying it's great, but I do think there has been a slight pivot towards more of sharing real life on social media, yeah. though there's still the perfectly curated photos. Um, yeah, right, right. Yes, but a little bit more of that kind of, not just the happy real happy reels of all the perfect images of the baby, but like babies screaming and, you know, all the real the real moments too, because that is so much of what motherhood is and postpartum is. It's not, it. I would say it's actually more that than the quiet perfect moments. I yeah, I I definitely agree, especially like if you know you do have kids that are close in age like I do, and they're both going through very challenging times at the same time, but they're experiencing different things. So it's like we're trying to navigate a toddler just becoming a toddler and now a, you know, a, a almost like well, an infant now, like a little past newborn, like trying to figure out the world too. So that's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that each baby's different. Like even though we have it, even though you figured out newborn days with your oldest child I bet it's different with your second right there each of them are different for sure oh yeah I felt like the first like few weeks coming home with my second like my confidence was through the roof like I just you know you just feel a lot more confident the second time around in like the decisions that you're making and like the instincts you have but then there are also days right now where I'm like I feel like I don't know what I'm doing like I feel like a first time mom like going through it because this like, my son is so different than mm-hmm. what my daughter was, and our breastfeeding journeys are different, the sick journeys are different, their temperament, so there are definitely days where it's like, I just, I don't, I feel like I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's good for moms to know that it is, it's like, you, it is, it's just different. We'll have moms coming to breastfeeding support group and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I had this figured out. It's like, no, every baby, every baby, even in the same family, same parents, they're going to be different. So, so different. Yes. Yes, for sure. Do you have your little ones there? I hear there. <laughs> he's, ro- he's running around. I'm trying to have him like not hit the tripod. Oh, I don't. You know, she's watching TV because sometimes when you have two kids like that, you, you have to be entertained by something. So, you have TV in our house and I'm okay with it. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Me too. Me too. I'm right there with you. I get it. I get it. So with the challenging moments, what do you think is a moment you wish that you could relive? Is there something that stands out as a happier moment or something that you want to do again? Are you kind of, are you like ready for the next stage when you're past some of the craziness? That's okay too. with him much 
much faster because this breastfeeding mm-hmm. journey has been so much better. Um, but also, like, the labor and delivery. So, like, if I could redo something, like, this labor and delivery I had, we actually did a hypnobirth, and it was it was incredible, to be honest. Like, wow. I did not think that you could have, like, an empowering, confident birth, but we had that with the second, and so... You know, it makes us wonder, like, okay, do we want to do this again or what? So, um, I think just, like, the first two weeks when I had this, like, overwhelming confidence of a great birth experience and coming home and just feeling like I knew how to handle, like, a newborn and the sleep deprivation, like, I would relive that again because Mm. I feel like now my confidence is kind of, like, going down as we're he's transitioning in so many different ways now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't think moms realize how much their birth experience affects their postpartum experience. Um, whether that's a good, like whether it was a good birth or a bad birth, like both ways, it can totally affect things. Um, moms can have, you know, kind of traumatic birth experiences or stressful birth experiences. And that can affect, that can affect so many things. So I'm glad that, would you say your first birth was, um, more stressful or yeah I it was very it was very stressful it's very long um I, I myself consider it more like of a traumatic experience mm. in like my own personal experience so like you were saying I do think it does have an effect in your early postpartum days too is what that looked like mm-hmm. um and I feel like because the second one was so different and like more empowering than like the, the first few days, like postpartum, like it was a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I'm glad. I mean, I'm, I'm glad though that you had this more like, I don't know, maybe was there some sort of like healing with that second birth too, if the first one was more traumatic to be able to have this more positive experience. And I bet that played into those, that feeling of like confidence and empowerment and that postpart early postpartum days. Yeah. emotionally more yoga things like that and also doing like hypnobirth I had a doula this time I talked about it with my therapist like going into like labor delivery what that would look like mm-hmm. so I so now it's like when I talk to moms who are like expecting it's like I I'm preaching like you know doulas really do like make a huge difference mm-hmm. like if you are considering like hypnobirthing like it's a great experience or just more relaxation techniques and really actually preparing mentally versus physically for a birth because your your body will do what it needs to do uh but your mind is really kind of could be like a hindering stop to like the experience you want to have mm-hmm. absolutely and that those same that same mind game will follow you into postpartum right if you don't have control of those thoughts and everything yes. Um, yeah, that can definitely get out of hand in postpartum and contribute to more things too. So, yeah, definitely. And I think me preparing like mentally doing more meditation, just like mindfulness, it has helped me this time around with the anxiety. And for me personally, I actually experienced a lot of like postpartum anger and rage. So I've noticed a difference this time around of, I know when it's coming on much sooner, I can handle it much better. I have all these coping techniques now, so it's just a different, it's a better experience now. Um, 
knowing that and preparing mm. that like this could happen a second time because it happened with my first. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you talked about it. Actually, my first podcast guest talked about um, postpartum rage and I ended up, I made a post about it and that was like one of my most shared posts on Instagram because moms are just like, thank you for talking about this because no one talks about it. Like, I feel like some people feel like there's even more shame in that than like depression because it's like, doesn't put you in a good light that you're yelling at your child or whatever the, however that, you know, looks for you. Um, would you like, is it kind of that med- like, what are those kind of tips that you have then? What, what helps you? Is it that being more having that meditation time or what does it look like for you when you feel that coming on? If I can ask yeah. that kind of helps you. So in like prep for all of this, I know one of my huge triggers is one is trying to figure out like what your triggers are mm-hmm. as, like when these symptoms like come on and mine is definitely like when I have less sleep and like not getting enough sleep. So it was a huge priority for myself and my husband to split the nights from day one so that I could get like consecutive hours of sleep. Um, and then like when it's happening in the moment, um, I do a lot of, you know, calm breathing. I set him like in his room, in his crib by himself. Like it's okay to leave him if he's in a safe space. Mm-hmm. I go somewhere else. I walk it off, I, you know, talk to myself, things like that, um, I have a lot of techniques that, like, my therapist has helped with, so mm-hmm. talking to somebody about, like, what you're going through, experiencing, and for me, it's like, I just need to, like, step away, knowing that, you know, he's safe, he's not doing this on purpose, like, he's not refusing a nap because he wants, he's out to get me, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that's him, that's his temperament, and, like, really, like, trying to talk myself down to the reality of what is happening. Um, and then it's not my fault. It's not his fault. Yes. He's a baby. He's going to cry. He's going to refuse naps. Um, and it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you found like a therapist that you like working with. I think that's a big difference that I had. My first postpartum experience, I wasn't in therapy yet. And it I took nine months to get there. But then with my second, I was already in therapy during pregnancy. And so we scheduled that first postpartum visit. Um, Actually, and my husband came too. And it was very early on in postpartum. That's probably one of the best things I did for myself. So moms who are listening, get yourself a therapist and you can thank yourself later. It's so nice to have that. And there's so many more virtual options too. Like I know for some, it's like barrier is getting childcare. So you can go to the appointments. Like now there's so many... Um, virtual options for therapy. So um, that's awesome. I'm glad you spoke to that. I'm glad you found some things that have helped you too. Cause I mean, that's um, for a lot of people, that's half the battle is just like figuring out the triggers, figuring out what works for you to help with it. So thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. All right, let's talk products, some practical things. What do you feel like is something that you're like, oh my gosh, you tell every pregnant mom, you have to have this. Anything come to mind? sure having um a haka i love my breast friend pillow mm-hmm. i just this time i got wearable pumps instead okay. of you know being attached to a wall and that's just been a total game changer and it's also helped my anxiety being like i can leave for a few hours if i need to and like not having to rush back because i do have you know pumps to wear so those would be like my top like breastfeeding items i did just get and love now my new double stroller I actually went through like a few of them to find the one that I like but I've been using the Zoe twin 
think is what it's called. So it's a side-by-side stroller. Um, I would love to get a double bob, but mm-hmm. not in the budget at the moment, but that's my next thing. So, you know, finding a double stroller that works, you know, for you and what, in your kid's age, um, I had attempted like the sit to stands one, but my toddler is just, she just she was too young for it. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't work out for us. Uh, and making sure you have a good wrap or carrier is mm-hmm. the best thing you can do with two under two because mm-hmm. he has definitely done his fair share of contact carrying naps. Um, so I have a Sully baby and then I have an Ergo baby uh, carrier that he's now in. Mm-hmm. I, my youngest, I mean, she's six now, but she was, she would go in that pack till she was like four years old. And I think it's just because I wore her so much in the early days for that same reason that she was just so used to it. My husband's like, when are we getting rid of the baby pack? I'm like, I don't know. She still goes in it. And it's easier for me than like holding her on my hip when she's three years old or however old she was. But um, those are some good ones. Can I ask which um, pump you like the, for the hands-free? It's Is it like the LV that you got or Mom Cozy? Um, so or? I have a Mom Cozy. Okay. Uh, I have the S9 Pro. But if someone is going to get one, I would suggest doing the 12 just because mine doesn't have a timer on it. So I do have to make sure I look at the clock or set okay. a timer on my phone, which you can totally do. Sure. Just for more ease. But I love my Mom Cozy. And for me, it's was the most affordable option that works yeah. just as well as my spectrum. Good. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I hear different things from moms and I think every mom, just like every mom's body is different and how they're, you know, how they're able to get milk and things, but I'm glad to hear that. Was that one you got through insurance then or just like on Amazon? Cause I feel like a lot of moms buy so, mom cozy. I think I did get it through Amazon. It wasn't covered by my insurance, okay. unfortunately, but I do think on their website, you might be able to use HSA. Yeah, um, sure. Okay. But I'm not, Okay. Well, yeah, when you've got a toddler that you're chasing around, that's definitely nice to have that option. Yeah, yes. Okay, good. And then how about things that you feel like moms don't need? Maybe something you got and never used or something that you're like, eh, don't waste your money on it. Um, hmm. Let me think. Um, we have this, like, you know, one of those, like, bouncer things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so for us, like uh, something stationary was like not working for us. Um, think of like what you donate. I feel like I've had these running through my mind all day, and then I. That's okay. Okay, snap, snap pajamas. Don't ever wear them. <laughs> yeah. It's silly that they make them. <laughs> yes. Um, I've had to redo those. Yes. Grow out of it or blow out of it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Cause you're right. I, I think I'm going to have to use that tagline. They grow out of it or blow out of it. Yes, it's true. Moms, if you're listening and you don't have a baby yet, every one of you will experience a blowout, right? It's going to happen. The baby somehow their poop gets up to like their chin. It happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. All right. So I would love to hear, would you feel like you have any specific advice for those heading into two, the world of two under two? yourself to like what anyone else is doing so like for example um doing more contact naps like walking around and wearing them that's okay it's safe to do that versus them having to put them in a crib uh using techniques to like make sure your toddler is entertained so you know we have tv or i bring out specific toys Mm -hmm. for when i have to try to put him down for a nap so it's like new and exciting for her um the one thing that shocked me the most and I have another friend who just had her second too is those first few weeks it's a transition for everybody Mm -hmm. right you your baby your toddler and for me I was shocked by how weird I felt with my toddler to be honest like I felt like not connected to her Mm -hmm. like my husband started doing everything that I was doing with her because I was with the baby you know nursing around the clock and I just felt like she like was missing me. I was missing her, and I, it was a feeling that I what I it shocked me to mm. be honest. And I really then specifically had to make a point in the day that I needed to set the newborn down so I could spend like one on one time with my toddler because I felt like I needed that, and I felt like she needed that too. And it was it was a weird feeling for me at first because mm-hmm. I did not think it was gonna affect me that much, but. I mean, when you know, you know. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Like, you had experienced this. It's like, you yeah. kind of feel distant from, from your other kids for, like, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. No, I think, yeah, I do think because so much changes. I remember the first night we were home from the hospital and my husband went to put my daughter to bed and I had done it every night. Like, I always did bedtime and I couldn't because I was feeding the newborn and I just remember being like, Oh, what's like, what's happening? What she's going to go to bed without me, like put tucking her in. And it is, it's a transition. And that's when we implemented what I call special talk time, which literally doesn't have to be more than five minutes. But for her and me, it was like our connection point in the day. And it was just she and I, and she felt her, like her little cup was filled with mom time. And I felt like I was connecting with her. And again, it didn't have to be anything big and elaborate or fancy, but just like kind of naming it. Like this is mom and Charlotte's special talk time. Um, And that was really helpful for us. But no, I think that's really good to talk about because that is, it's a transition and all your things that you were doing before you can't necessarily do. You can't necessarily do um, once the baby comes. So yeah, that's so yeah, good. Definitely. And how about for, and I'll let you go. I know you got, oh, look at it, sweetie <laughs> on camera. I know you've got your hands full and you were so flexible with when to schedule this. So I will, I want to just ask one more question just for yeah. a first time mom, just kind of like what's something you'd want to be sure that they know um, going into postpartum. Um, yeah. yeah. So mom. what I like wish I would have told myself is to like trust your like mom instincts Mm -hmm. you you think that you don't have them but you do um and not comparing yourself to like what others are doing you now having like two kids I'm like I feel you can't you can't mess up their sleep like if you're giving them like the love and attention they need they're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay you're doing a great job whether you feel like you are or not you just you are the best mom for your own kids and so trying to just silence everyone everything around you to just like listen to yourself 
it's, it's hard, but I wish I would have done that more with my first. And I felt like my postpartum experience would have been a lot better, easier, more enjoyable if I trusted myself a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's so good and so important and hard when there's so many voices on social media, your family members, your friends, so many opinions. There are so many different ways to do it. And you know the best way. Nobody knows your baby better than you, even though you're a first-time mom. So it's so true. Um, and yeah, that's something that I really try to help moms understand too. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, Kelsey, why don't you share a little bit about where my followers can find you? Um, and if you want to share a little bit, are you currently doing your training exercise online? So, um, I'm kind of actually starting getting back into it. So okay. I did a few months ago just get certified as a pre and postnatal fitness specialist. Yay! So I haven't quite figured out where we're going with that yet. Um, I know on my page I'm just going to start sharing more, uh, you know, recovery exercises for pregnancy and beyond. But uh, I am doing a stroller fit class right now Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. It's at... Northville Park, I think is what it's called. Um, it's just a little neighborhood park by us. It's off of Three Mile. And if you're not members of the park, it's just a $5 drop-in. We do push our little strollers around, and then we'll do a little fitness class. Um, but other than that, I'm doing, you know, it's just like I'm, I'm sharing my experience, so you can follow me on my page too, connect with me anytime. And just this idea of being mom strong is like a f- inward, outward, just, the strength of a mom so that's what I share with my brand I make these you know yes. shirts here um but yeah that's that's what I'm doing I just love to connect with like any other moms especially like local if anyone is local in Grand Rapids I think it's so important to just have your like mom try to to connect with and share with Oh yeah, it's huge, definitely, definitely. I think when moms follow you, they'll feel a little less alone. So, um, those uh, her her um, handle—that's the word. Live mom strong for those who are listening. Um, and yeah, you can go follow Kelsey. And Kelsey, just thank you so much again. I know you're you've got your hands full, so thank you for being here and sharing your experiences. I know it's going to help some moms who are um, in the thick of it, like you are. So. Yes, have a great rest of your day. You too, bye. Bye. I love how Kelsey talked about trusting your mom instinct. I think it's very easy as new moms to think, well, I'm new to this. I don't know what I'm doing. This is my first time. But the truth is no one knows you yourself or your baby better than you do. So truly trust that mom gut and what it's telling you to do. So you can go ahead and hear more wisdom from Kelsey over on her Instagram page. Again, that's Live Mom Strong, and go give her a follow. Did you enjoy this episode? Would you like to help more moms be prepared for the fourth trimester? Then if you could leave me a review, that helps to get more eyes on this podcast, and I would truly appreciate it. And if you're interested in being interviewed and sharing your own postpartum story on this podcast, go ahead and send me a direct message on Instagram, or you can email me at hellojennyjune at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I'll see you next week. (music) 